0: Dad. Dad. Hello! Welcome to Dad Talks, where you get to listen to two dads talk. I'm your co-dad, Jerry Schmansky, With me, as always, my co-dad in crime, Joe Lopez. Joe, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, buddy.
1: So, we're talking about one of my favorite topics. Weird. So, I have bourbon with maple syrup Ooh. and a dash of bitters.
0: Ooh!
1: It's very good.
0: Wow! Like a yeah, like a half half-assed old-fashioned.
1: Yeah, but it's so good. No, it. orange. no orange.
0: No orange. Don't I don't like bitters. I've come to this realization.
1: But well, yeah, they're only there just to give a little like
0: yeah, a little kiss, a little smooth. You know what it is? They always use cherry bitters, and I mm. don't like cherry. And cherry bitters are just more flavorful, flavorful like cherry extract. Yeah, and I don't like cherry, so like,
1: yeah, I just have aromatic bitters. But they make like orange bitters or lavender bitters, whatever kind of bitters you want, they I, got.
0: I could probably mess with lavender bitters. That might be good. But the bitters That'd be great. The, the, the specific bitters in an old fashioned are cherry, right? And that's why like old fashions are not my game because of that. Because it's like that yeah. cherry part of the in the bourbon just isn't for me.
1: Right. Well, this is delightful. Um what do you got? I saw a sneak peek of it. I know you did.
0: I uh it's good. It's St. Patrick's Day next week. And uh on Monday I made beef stew. when I made the beef stew that they make at Harry Potter world because Katie like loves that beef yeah. stew and I found a recipe online so I made it. And it is it is Guinness beef stew. So I had to buy I had to buy a four pack of Guinness. I was like it's St. Patrick's Day anyway, so I'm yeah en- i'm enjoying a nice glass of guinness and i oh, love it it's look so at it. good
1: it's so good i love like it it's like water to me guinness is like so light it is um like other people are like oh guinness so dark like it's mm-hmm. such a dark beer i'm like oh,
0: really it tastes sure in ireland it is well it tastes dark but its body is super light that's the difference yeah. right like the the flavor profile is dark it's a dark beer it's got you know burnt coffee in it and stuff like that like all <laughs> the stuff you'd recognize out of a dark beer but the body yeah. is so light. That's why I love it. It's a stout without having to actually drink a meal in a can.
1: Yes, absolutely. Which is sometimes what you want. I had a um a St. Patrick's Day Porter over the weekend when I went to brunch. Mm. And God, it was like exactly what I wanted. Um a thick, a little creamy, just like hmm, that nuttiness. Playful. Um <sighs> I love it. So we're going to Chicago next week. I'm going to
0: Chicago next uh, week.
1: And it's St. Patrick's Day. Are you going to be there for St. Patrick's Day? Are you going to see the Green River?
0: I am going to be there for St. Patrick's Day. I doubt I'll go downtown because that sounds like an awful large hassle just to see the <laughs> Green River. Because I'm like, I'm there. This is the hard thing about like traveling for work. Because I used to travel for work in my first job all the time. It's very nice going to see new places, new cities and, and doing new stuff. Right. But yeah. ultimately. All the fun stuff you're going to do there, you can't do because you're there for work. Exactly. Right. I'm not going to take Thursday off. And go out in Chicago by myself for St. Patrick's Day. Like that's.
1: It's kind of great, though.
0: Well. It, <laughs> I could probably convince Dave, too, if I really tried. But no, I can't do it. Dave. can't do it. Um so i will uh i'll be working on thursday so i probably yeah. but i did tell my boss my coworker that like so every year on st patrick's Day i do this every year this year will be one like the first year since i graduated college i'm, I'm not doing it i make corned beef and cabbage i love it it's, it's <clears> my <throat> favorite one of my favorite meals of all time and yeah. um trader joe's always sells it right around this time like a pre-seasoned corned beef right uh you just boil I love it. It's absolutely delicious. I eat it for like a week after two because you have so much corned beef. I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to have it this year mm. because I won't be here. Yeah. And I'll be gone all yeah. week. So it's not even like I can make it before I leave so that Katie can have it. Like I either make it on Monday cause I'm gone Tuesday through Friday. I either make it on Monday or I don't make it till Saturday. And by Saturday the magic's gone, right? Like
1: the magic's gone. I mean, you got to wait a whole year to eat corned beef again. I That's do the rule.
0: It's the rule. I'm not here yeah, to break no the Reuben? rules. Man, I do, and I make Rubens out of them too. They're so good. I might I still, might. I might still buy one and make it. It's so easy. Yeah, you might as well. I might as well. It I too, love it. And freeze one. It's not a bad idea. The, the seasonings, I don't know if they freeze well because it's pre-seasoned, right? Like, yeah, I don't know if the seasonings uh freeze well, but I'll. De- I think I'm. I think I've just talked myself, and I'm gonna buy one when we go grocery shopping on Sunday. I make it anyway, just because I want it. Yeah, might as well. Might as well. Um. Well, awesome.
1: <clears throat> so, Jared, we're here for a very specific reason. We are. You talked about it a bit on Dead Energy. And then you you stopped me from talking because I was talking too much. <laughs> Had to be done. Had to be done. Uh, we're talking about Batman. Uh, and it, not the Batman, not the movie, because you haven't seen the Batman yet. Um, yes. Did you say you're seeing
0: it next week? I no? am. So I'm going to be by myself in Chicago, got no kids to worry about one day after work. I'm just going to saddle up and go uh, yeah. go to the movies.
1: Perfect. Um, so we're not talking about that. We're talking about. I gave you the option. I said, here's two books you can read. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is very influential on the Joker, who, again, we're not talking about the Batman. So none of this is spoilers for the Batman. Yep. But we, I am going to spoil. These comic books, um, which are from the 80s and 90s, um, how dare you? Early 2000s. Um, so I said you can read The Killing Joke, which is one of the greatest graphic novels of all time and redefined the Joker Mm. or ever. Um. You could read The Long Halloween, which is one of Batman's best detective stories and is so influential on the Batman mm-hmm. in The Dark Knight. Um, then there was a third one and a fourth one that I didn't give to you because I didn't have PDFs of them, but there's another comic called Batman Hush. That's another amazing detective story. Um, and The Court of Vowels, which is a new newer. It, it came out in the early 2000s. Um, is new in the sense that it, it gave us a new villain. Okay. That redefined again Batman's kind of lore,
0: um, but the court of, side note on the Court of Owls—they, the new Batman game coming out this year or next year, is all about the Court of Owls, right?
1: Um, I don't know.
0: Maybe I, fe- I feel like it is. I feel like I saw. I watched the trailer I for night?
1: it. I think it might be. The Court of Owls is an amazing storyline that I hope that they eventually do in this Batman universe of the movie. Um. Anyway, I I said The Killing Joke or The Long Halloween. And uh, so I gave you homework to read one of them. And you've read one third of The Killing Joke.
0: I did. That's pretty good for me. One issue, one shot comic. It's pretty good for me. (laughs) But it's 65 pages, Joe. It's not it's it's not like it's nothing.
1: Right. Yeah, it's not it's not nothing.
0: I. I tried to read it this afternoon and then dad stuff came along. That was my problem. All right. So. I will finish though um, it's very good, and i'll actually I'll probably go back and read the other one before I watch the Batman, so I have a little background on yeah. um, what it actually is and stuff like that. So um, what I will say, the parts I've read so far are nuts, I mean, yeah. like right off the top, bonkers uh very different joker backstory than mm-hmm. any of the other ones, some mainstays, yeah. right, like the chemical plant still exists. And um, I haven't gotten to the accident yet, but you know, the accident's coming because that's how the Joker becomes Joker, right? That's his thing. Yeah. But before the stuff before that is all different, I don't think that's, I hadn't heard about (laughs) that part. Like he has a wife and a child on the way and is trying to make it as an actual comedian and stuff like that. I didn't like, I don't think I've heard that backstory yet.
1: Yeah. So this story was wrote in the eighties by Alan Moore. Um, and I believe the artist was, yeah, Brian Boland. Brian Boland. But Alan Moore wrote this story. It was in 1988, and it's a one-shot comic. It wasn't supposed to be in continuity. It wasn't supposed to be... It was just supposed to be a story about the Joker. Okay. It gave the Joker a backstory, which was bananas, right? Because up until this point, the Joker didn't have a backstory. He was just the Joker. Um, eventually... DC Comics has wrapped this story into continuity, and they use the killing joke as a lot of jumping off points. Hmm. Um, for example, um, again, I'm going to spoil the hell out of this comic.
0: Whatever I say, I'm you still got to read it. I'm still going to read it. Don't worry. You, can, you spoil the hell out of it, I'm still going to read it.
1: So you got to a point where Commissioner Gordon's daughter, Barbara, mm-hmm. who is Batgirl, um, shot the Joker, breaks into her apartment and shoots her. Yeah. Uh, like
0: violently.
1: Yeah. Eventually, you'll find out that she comes paralyzed because of that, and Barbara Gordon then takes on this new role instead of being a Batgirl of being the Oracle, who is B- Batman's man in the chair. Yep. Um, and they kind of wrap this up into continuity. And on top of this, this story pushes the boundaries. You know, we'll talk about the backstory of Joker in a minute, but, um. You'll eventually find out too that Joker rapes Barbara.
0: I I've gotten to the point where that like happened. It's they start to show that happening. Um, and
1: then you know the the story is more a Joker story. Um, he's he's broken out of Arkham Asylum again because that place needs better security. It's
0: awful. Um, Everyone breaks out.
1: Right. So Batman's trying to hunt him down. Is what it comes down to. And along the way, you, you learn Joker's backstory. He's this failed comedian. He had a wife. Um, eventually falls into a pit of acid. Uh, again, what you'll find out is Batman is the cause of that fall, of hmm. him going into the pit of acid. Um, and, you know, because of that, Joker there's a panel that you haven't got to yet. It's really iconic of him holding his face, and it's the first time he sees himself with his white skin. And his green hair and his eyes are wild. Kind of realize that this is the moment that Joker decides Batman's his soulmate. And him and Batman are destined to do this forever. This comic was very influential on Heath Ledger's Joker.
0: That makes sense. Um,
1: You know, you get to that point in this comic where there's a moment where Joker also... Kidnaps Commissioner Gordon and strips him naked, puts him in a carnival ride, shows him pictures of Barbara being raped and oh being shot. God. And at the end of the comic, Joker or Batman finally gets to Joker, and Joker I mean, kind of asks, Why? Why are you doing this? And Joker says, I wanted to show that all it takes is one bad day. You had one bad day, I had one bad day. You went one way, I went the other way. But all it takes is one bad day to break a man. And kind of the whole point of the killing joke is one bad day. All it ta- that's all it takes to push you over the edge. This
0: is so dark, Joe. It's like the whole comic from the beginning, from the rip, was like very standard Batman comic. So to to it starts out, Batman goes into Arkham Asylum, realizes that uh that the Joker had tricked a man and taking a spot in prison. And now the Joker's on a loose, right? Then you get a little, they flavor in a little backstory. And then all of a sudden it just takes a dive off a cliff. Like, yeah, this isn't just him. Like, Oh, he killed a random, like peon that, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is like, he raped somebody like that. That yeah. is like real dark villain shit. It's, it is. It's, <laughs> It is terrifying.
1: Yeah. So, this is, you know, like I said, this influenced Heath Ledger's Joker, where at the end of The Dark Knight, um, Joker's hanging upside down. Batman's caught him. And Joker says, you know, I just wanted to show that or, all it takes is a little push, is mm-hmm. basically what he says in that line, you know, again, to push somebody over the edge. And his point in The Dark Knight was to earn Harvey Dent and make him go crazy. Um, so, he said, you know, all it took was a little push. And that's kind of the point, again, of the killing joke, is one bad day uh, is all is all it takes. And then eventually, in, at the end of the comic as well, Joker kind of says, we're destined to do this forever. You're my soulmate. You complete me. Which, again, Heath Ledger's Joker says mm-hmm. is the Dark Knight. Um, and then there is something that happens at the end that I won't tell you. Okay. It's pretty intense. Uh, it's a quiet moment, and and it's it's pretty uh different ending to a batman comic, but um it's an amazing story. They made a animated movie out of it, which is not streaming on h b o max
0: um it is interesting that h b o has taken over like the d c e u stuff,
1: yeah, which i mean it's pretty cool uh but the killing joke what they did with this movie is they kind of they tried to do the animation style in the same uh Yes, art work as the comic, which is a little different. It's not your typical Batman and Joker. It's pretty damn similar to it. But uh, the Killing Joke movie, you have Kevin Conroy voicing Batman, who is the Batman of our youth mm-hmm. from Batman the Animated Series, and Mark Hamill voicing the Joker, who is the best Joker voice of all time. Um,
0: I have a question so for it, you it, on this Batman train. Uh, I saw this argument on Twitter. Obviously, that's where all arguments exist nowadays. Mm-hmm. Do you think Heath Ledger is the best Joker, or do you think Mark Hamill is the best Joker?
1: It's mm, a great question <laughs>
0: because it's those two, right? I mean, everybody else was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Jared Leto was okay, uh but <clears throat> it's those two because, but it's so weird because you don't picture Mark Hamill as a Joker, right? But he voiced, voice the the actor right like yeah so it's really this was i think just it's hard to yeah. pick because when you think of the joker you think of heath ledger's joker right but when you hear the joker you hear mark hamill's joker right so it's, yeah. it's very hard to choose so I, i'm curious as as the king batman aficionado do you pick keith ledger or do you pick mark hamill
1: oh god that's so tough um you know. To me, Joker in the Dark Knight isn't quite jokery enough for me. Okay. Um, he kind of leaves clues behind, almost riddlery. Yeah. Um, you, you know, think he's and he's got too watered p- down. A little bit. Um. But at the same point, his Joker is just iconic, right? He is—it's one of the greatest performances of all time. It's Heath Ledger's Joker, like it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, But Mark Hamill's Joker is just so over the top, right? Just like so exaggerated because it's animated. Um, But I think, think, Mark Hamill's Joker, the Arkham Asylum video game is an arkham city video game mm-hmm. it's probably best joker depiction
0: okay um i like that i like that answer
1: yeah uh yeah he he thought joker was great but i want a joker that will um kill a 13 year old boy with a crowbar which was, is what he does in the comics
0: i was gonna say you want a dark joker you don't, so yeah. I think Heath Ledger's problem is that he was in a movie, right? And they couldn't do it in a movie.
1: He was in a PG 13 movie. He was in
0: a PG 13 movie, correct. I guess I, sh- I could have thrown Joaquin Phoenix's Joker in there, but it's, it's, I feel like it's a different.
1: It's a different kind of Joker. It's a different. Right? Go- it's, you again, don't think the-
0: of Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, right? Like, while his performance was great and, and absolutely worthy of every award at one, it won, it's not the Joker
1: right it's it's a again amazing performance i think what you could say to that is he is like the proto joker yeah he's the guy that eventually will influence a actual like
0: joker right right um but yeah if you had given heath ledger an r rating it would have it would have been better right like even the little bits they gave him like when he killed that man with a pencil right like the little bits and stuff were so those are the iconic moments there were just not enough of them because because he was limited by by the medium that he was acting in
1: exactly um yeah no i i love heath ledger's joker i think he's great um i love the joker overall like i said last time i have a tattoo of the Mm -hmm. batman symbol with um joker haas written through him um Mm -hmm. He's a really great character, and the killing joke is, like I said, the absolute, like, finitive Joker story of
0: chaos. So, Joe, I want to hear from you, from your own words. What have... So, it's hard with nerd media, I'll call it, because, first off, people don't realize that, like, nerd media is an iceberg. What you see on screen, like the Iron Man, we'll take Iron Man. That's, I think, the perfect example. The Iron Man that everybody saw on screen for 12, 13 years, whatever it was, was. It was one single comic Iron Man. There are yeah. a billion Iron Man comics, a billion. Yeah. I mean, and I guess the best like, way to show that is like, look how many different Spider-Man they've done. And each one's a little bit different. And they've only barely scratched. There's what, four, if you include Miles Morales, there's four different spider man that they've done. And each one just barely scratches the surface of what that Spider-Man has underneath them. Like, so with Batman, it's been rebooted into a bunch of different TV shows, movie franchises, video games. Like, I swear to God, every two, three years, they're like, oh, scrap it, start another one. And they can, because they have so many, like, there's 18 billion comics about it right so i want
1: there's so much interest
0: yes oh 100 um yeah. i mean batman's by far it used to be i feel like superman but nobody really cares about the goody two-shoes when you put it in Mar- in dc's universe because dc is so dark like goody two-shoes yeah. don't really make sense in that universe like the, right the joker's literally killing somebody and paralyzing them and then you know going to town I, like it it is so dark. Having somebody that mm-hmm. was like pure positivity in that world doesn't make any sense because how could you possibly yeah. be positive in that kind of world? And I think that's why Superman yeah. falls off. But which Batman do you think best depicts Batman?
1: Capo is Kevin Conroy, right? Yeah. Batman the animated
0: series. I struggle. I, strug- I struggle to to even. <sighs> I know you have to consider the animated series, right? But the animated series has so much more liberty because you're not yeah. picturing a Batman. You're not picturing, you know, it's almost like I liken it now, bear with me. I liken it to like anime, right? Anime has these massive, like, killing. Somebody gets punched, their gut flies through space, and then comes back, like, in one punch. Yeah. Like, because it's animated, people aren't really taking it seriously. Batman is such a dark and gritty character in comic. Like, I feel like you have to focus on the live action ones because they're the only ones that accurately grab the grittiness of it. Um,
1: okay. So if you're talking live action, right, you've got, you've got Adam West, Michael Keaton, uh, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, and Affleck, and now Robert Pattinson.
0: Um, Saying George Clooney in there is, is weird,
1: but right. So to me, my favorite Batman is Ben Affleck. Um, I like my Batman built big. Yeah. Like my Batman angry. Um, and his Batman used a little bit of smarts, like he did a little bit of detective work, but he like he beat the shit out of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um Christian Bale's Batman everybody loves christian bale's batman like i say ben affleck and everybody groans um
0: it's a different actor right people also like christian bale i i said this in in big dead energy but he was such a good bruce wayne and they used bruce wayne a lot in those movies like yeah they showed a lot of like hey i i think of this one scene in particular bruce wayne's being a douchebag he brings like two model girl dates to dinner right and they're playing in this this fountain at this dinner and the uh host comes over and is like sir like your dates can't play in there and he just like writes a check and hands it to the host which why would that even make sense that he wrote a check and handed to the host he's like don't worry i bought the hotel and the restaurant and now like yeah and while that's ridiculous that is peak Bruce Wayne. Like Bruce Wayne is uh, like a kid that got money and right. kind of does whatever he wants with it.
1: Yeah. Um, and uh, Christian Bale's Batman, uh, I mean, he didn't really do any detective work. He did yeah. a little bit here and there, but, you he know, was Batman's
0: ma- off- he, he was mainly beating up people. It wasn't right. really chasing them down. It was beating them up.
1: Yeah, you know, and Ben Aff, Batman is so often considered, called the world's greatest detective.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, did they have a Riddler in his series? I forget. No. And I think that's part of it. Like the Riddler lends itself to that detective st- exactly. Um, so Ben Affleck's my favorite
1: so far, but uh just because Ben Affleck, he he looks like Bruce Wayne, he was a great Batman. His voice was good. He was built like a tank. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest Batman we've ever had is Ben Affleck interesting um, christian bale was ripped yeah. too though naf was like i think he's like 6'4 and he yeah. was like 230 pounds as batman or yeah. 220 like he's huge
0: you know what we need um, we need one of the the why am i blanking the swedish actors what's uh do you know who i'm talking about the the dad yeah. was in was in avengers and do in dune scars oh, guards um we need yeah. one of the scars guards to just put on like 100 pounds and become right. of all pure muscle and become Batman. Cause they're all like six. six.
1: Yeah. Um, but Robert Pattinson is, he's going to be, able, if they give him more movies. Yeah. I think they're already planning on it, right? He's going to be the Batman.
0: They're doing a spinoff uh, of his Riddler already. Uh,
1: of penguin
0: penguin. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah. um, He's good. He's a detective. He's strong. He beats people up. He's kind of got all of it. Um, I think Robert Pattinson I think in the next few years is going to move up and be, probably the people's Batman.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. He is a really great actor so it makes sense. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Okay. I don't know yeah. how I feel about scrawny Batman.
1: He is thin. He is, he is small. It's not uh, even like
0: a, I know, here's a, okay. When I wrestled, you could easily tell what kind of person you were going to wrestle, right? Because like they were either really big, but didn't have a lot of muscle, right? right. Or they were thin and they had like just a ton of muscle because there's no fat to cover it, right? You just see it. And that's Robert is. He's very. I'm sure he's got a lot of muscle, but he's just not. He just doesn't have the weight behind the muscle. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it'll be interesting. He's got this. You know, he's got a, a utility belt, so he's got tools that he can use too. So, um, yeah. But you know, back to Ben Affleck real quick. I liked his relationship with Alfred.
0: I like mm-hmm. that Alfred
1: was kind of his man in the chair and also his, um, engineer. At, you know Jeremy Irons was a great Alfred where Michael Caine just kind of sat there and was like maybe it's time to stop being Batman Mr. Wayne like
0: yeah they didn't they did Michael they did Michael Caine dirty that man's a literal queen's knight and he's out here <laughs> being just a sad butler
1: yeah so all of this to say batman's great joker's great i hope you continue to read the killing joke i will um the movie on hbo adds a little bit to it uh, because they have to. It's got to be a longer movie. Um, they add a whole storyline in the beginning with Batgirl. Hmm. It's just so that you
0: know that she's Bat. I bat I didn't things. wouldn't have known that unless you told me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. See so that way you know she's Batgirl and that you feel something when she gets shot. Mm-hmm. Um. But but yeah, and then if you get the chance, Long Halloween is a like I said, a huge influence on the Batman and Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight. Trilogy. Um, I believe in Harvey Dent came from the Long Halloween. Hmm. Um, a couple of other things, you know, batman's kind of sneaking away came from the long Halloween. I mean, I'm sure he did that before, but it's like right. really prominent in the Long Halloween. Um, and he works with the calendar man, which is a very D-list villain that's yeah, like important. Yeah. Um Batman Hush would be it. So if you want to read comics after seeing the Batman. On Halloween, Batman Hush. An amazing detective story. Um that, you know, it's really hard to explain, but there's a new villain who is starting to kind of track down Batman's allies. Mm-hmm. Um he's got to figure out who it is. And then the other one would be the court of owls, which, like I said, it was a newer group of villains, but basically, um, Batman discovers that there is a uh hidden society that's running Gotham from the shadows.
0: So, don't give anything away, but do they hint at the Court of Owls in the movie? It's
1: a hard question.
0: Okay, then then if you can't answer it without giving anything away, then don't answer it.
1: I'm going to say no.
0: Okay.
1: If they retcon it, it could be retconned. Okay.
0: So it's ambiguous yeah. enough that they could be, right? There's something there that they could. Yeah. So, hold on. Before I let you go, I have a question about the movie, and I'm going to ask it on the podcast. It's the same Commissioner Gordon as... Christian Bales? No? No. No.
1: Um, Gary Oldman was Christian Bales' Commissioner Gordon. Yes. Uh, J.K. Simmons was Ben Affleck's Commissioner Gordon. Okay. This one
0: is Jeffrey Wright. That's okay. I thought Jeffrey Wright was in Christian Bales' Batman.
1: No, no, and Jeffrey Wright's Commissioner Gordon is great. Everybody in the Batman is top notch at their roles.
0: Jeffrey Wright's just a phenomenal actor. Like I'd just put so put grand. that man in anything, I literally oh. anything. His his role in Westworld, like yeah, it would Westworld could not be successful without Jeffrey Wright. Like he just does. oh, one one day we'll go back and talk about Westworld, but his. That first season was just great TV. I
1: only watched the first two episodes, and I turned it off. I was like, I can't do this.
0: Then you don't know how it ends. (laughs) I don't.
1: Um, Yeah, Batman. Everybody go see the movie. Everybody read these four comics because they're phenomenal, but Killing Joke is what we focus on because you started it, Um, finish it. It's an amazing story. It's a great story. Gives some sense to the Joker. It
0: is dark. It's dark. It is, <laughs> it is dark.
1: Definitely dark. Um. All right, my God, here you got anything else to say about Batman?
0: No. Let's do it. Let's go see the Batman.
1: Go see the Batman. Um. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to me talk about Batman. I could, I could do this all day, as Captain America <laughs> would say. Um. Appreciate it. Uh. But thank you all for listening so much. We love you all, uh, and thank you to Plant Ant for having us on their podcast network.
0: And hey, if you haven't yet, go follow us on our social media. We're at Big Dad Energy Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go follow us. Go find us. And uh, hey, maybe leave us a like, review, something like that. Be cool. Yeah, be neat. Be neat. Be neat. So
1: uh, hey, we spend all that knowledge in one place.
0: This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.